Hi, this is Kevin, and I'm here to help. Welcome back to another episode of Here to Help. I hope you're having a good week. I hope you did. Um, recording this on Sunday afternoon. Just had a good day in church today. Just just a good time. Um, and uh, switch things up a little bit where pastor taught Sunday school for the main church, and I taught, I preached in the main sermon lesson time service. <laughs> and, um, but it was good. It was just really, really good. And the um, spirit of the folks was just marvelous. And just had a good day. I hope you were able to um, get to church this week and enjoy being with your church family. Today we're going to, I guess this is going to be part four of um, our little lesson series on fear. We started out with just a simple um, little um, introductory episode on what is fear and and how fear is in our life and then the first or the second episode we really talked about what happens if we have missing fear there's not proper fear in our lives and why we see so many people doing silly things and doing dumb things and dangerous things is because they have fear missing and then last episode we talked about what happens when we don't have um, the ability to control our fear whether it's fearing something that's not there or whether it's fearing something simple that shouldn't really be dangerous, but we fear it anyway. And um, But there were, in the last few episodes, there really haven't been a whole lot of... Um, they've been mostly just, in, just talk about what they are and, and what um, they are in our lives. But I really haven't gotten into how I really like to spend time giving... Um, helps and actual bullet points and things that can actually help us in our lives. And I'd like to do that today. And I was meditating and asking God what to do about um, where in the Bible could we use as a good introductory um, place of really understanding what happens when we don't have proper fear or when we do have proper fear or when our fear is misplaced or overwhelming. And I got to thinking about, do you remember in Exodus chapter 19, the children of Israel had just escaped um, Egypt. They had crossed the Red Sea. They had come to Mount Sinai um, in Arabia. And they're standing at the Mount of God. And, and God tells Moses, go get the people ready. I want to talk to them. And he goes to the people and tells them, take the next three days and cleanse yourself. Make sure you wash your clothes, you're clean, that you're doing right. And then on the third day, we're going we're gonna to go to the mountain, all of us, and we're all going to stand around the base of the mountain, and, we're go- and God wants to talk to you. This is what they were prepared for. They had, they had taken time. They had escaped Egypt. They had crossed the Red Sea. God protected them. They came across. They came to Mount Sinai. God is meeting their needs, um, food and, and, and water, and, and God's taking care of them, purged out some sin and establishing the authority of Moses, and now... They're standing at the foot of the mountain. And in Exodus chapter 19, the, the, the presence of God comes down on Mount Sinai. Cloud, smoke, thunder, lightnings, earthquakes. And the presence of God descends down into the area. And people get scared. And they get overly fearful. And they weren't prepared and they didn't have their fears in the proper place. And so we find in the middle of Exodus chapter 20, I think it's around verse 17 or 18, we find the people turning to Moses and and literally scattering away from the foot of the mountain and turning to Moses and said, you go talk to God. We're scared to death. We're we're not going to do this. You go talk to God 
and we'll wait over here in the camp, and then you come down and you tell us what God tells you. Because their fears had overwhelmed them and pushed them to a point where they didn't even want to be in the presence of God. And they were afraid of God. And yet this was his chosen people. This is what they were prepared for. This is why they escaped Egypt. This is what God had planned that he was going to present. And they were going to come together. They were going to have fellowship. God and man. God and his chosen people. And because their fears were were overwhelming. And probably I would have been the same way. Here I criticize them. And you know I've never been in the presence of God yet. But I was thinking about them and the opportunities they missed of being able to sit at the foot of the mountain and hearing the voice of God. I get so excited when I read the passages of Scripture where you literally hear the author of the whatever book you're reading or whatever scroll you're reading or letter you're reading, when you hear of God actually speaking, God the Father. I love hearing and reading the, 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 the Gospels where people literally got to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear him teach. Man, that must have been awesome. I can't wait for the day when we get into eternity future and we're with the Lord Jesus and we're in his presence. Man, that's going to be cool. That's going to be so awesome. But as I was thinking of what happens as if we allow natural fears to dissipate and disappear and they're not actively in our lives, as we talked about in week two, and then last week we talked about when we have unnatural fear, overwhelming fear, either on things that are natural or things that are unseen, and they control us, and we become overwhelmed by those fears. How do we handle those things? How do we face those things? What are, na what are natural, helpful things that we can do to get some victory in our lives to where we can have proper fear? where we're not fearless, but we also have proper fear. How do we get there? And that's what I want to talk about today. And the next week, I think we're going to talk about just simply fearing God. I'm going to hit it a little bit today. But next week, we're going to close it out, this, this series, on with just simply learning to fear God, putting God in His proper place. And I hope this helped to you. Um, so this week, I would just simply like to give some practical helps on how to handle it when, when our fears are either missing or they're unnatural, overwhelming fears, what do we do? First, let's tackle about not having proper fear. We talked about that a couple, couple episodes ago. When the Bible refers to, refer, refers to fearing God, I'm getting so excited about this, I can't talk anymore. When the Bible refers to fearing God, it is literally using terminology that used to describe positional fear. One of God being in a proper place in our lives not just hiding in the corner away from them, although the presence of God, that just does that. You look at biblical examples of even just an angelic spiritual being in, in people's lives showing up, whether they do the first thing they do is they fall on their face. And I guess that's really important. But when we put God in positional fear, that proper respect and honor and reverence as our God, as Lord of Lords, as King of Kings, as our Heavenly Father, as our Creator. When God takes that proper feared position in our lives, that's when things balance out and He becomes God. We're going to get more detail next week. But when God is in proper place, it's amazing how all the things that are supposed to be under that um, fall into place much, much easier. 
When we take away proper fears in our lives, we ignore the natural tendencies of fear. The fear of falling, the fear of heights, the fear of dangerous animals, pain, you know, chopping your arm off with a chainsaw, those sort of things. It literally puts us in, in danger. But also, secondly, when we allow ourselves to fear things unnaturally, those things tend to control our lives in an unnatural way. We fear the unknown. We fear the what-ifs. We fear the silly. And many times we fear those things that we really shouldn't have any fear of at all. Elevators. Escalators. Airplanes. When we, when we ignore fact and we ignore history and we ignore faith and we ignore reality, many times those fears can be so overwhelming that the anxiety and the, the mental stress and strain are, can be so overwhelming. I know I'm not a medical professional, but I, I've, I've helped some people really get some real victory in their lives. And I want to just give some helps. And if you're seeking um, some, some, some real good professional help, just put this on in your toolbox and add to it. But how do you deal with missing fear, unnatural fear, or unnecessary fear? Well, how do you deal that? Well, you deal with them in the same basic way. You, the, the way we deal with if we don't have fear or we're fearing the wrong things or fearing things in an unnatural manner or an overwhelming manner, we deal with those as, as Christians, as God's people, as, as, as humans. We deal with those in the same way. Number one, you got to figure out what the source of the problem is. If you don't have any fear, if you can face a dangerous situation without proper respect and caution, you're going to get hurt or dead or you're probably going to hurt somebody else. Why don't you fear falling? Why don't you fear chainsaws? Um. Why don't you fear falling into a fire ant pit and getting bit like crazy? I don't know. That's something I fear. I think they're gross. <laughs> when we fear something harmless or invisible, it's the same thing. We've got to learn to figure out the source of the problem, figure out the source of the struggle, figure out the source of the missing or the overwhelming fear. You've got to search back through your life and see what that fear is, why it's either missing or why it's overwhelming. What was the cause to bring about that effect? Usually there's something in our past will point out an event that either caused proper fear to be cast away or caused you to be afraid in an unnatural way. Pray about it. Seek some godly counsel. Ask God for wisdom. Meditate and, and see if you can figure out what took place in your life, what took place that, what's going on. Now, I know there's some, there's some struggles and some things in our lives that sometimes fear can just be gone. People just don't naturally have fear. And that's a whole other subject. That's, I'll let, leave that to the medical experts. But the average Joe Christian, there's, there's usually something in your past that is, that is causing you to either not have any fear of that which is proper or just simply that you're, you're fearing that which, which you shouldn't have to fear. Many times we don't fear things because we've never been hurt. Many times we don't fear things because we've never been bitten back. We don't fear the big angry dog with blood dripping from his teeth because he's never bitten us before. Sometimes we fear um, uh, the little chihuahua. Well, I'd fear chihuahuas. They're pretty dangerous. We fear the cute little fuzzy um, 
I don't know why I was thinking this. I was thinking of some friend's house. We were at some friend's house the other day, and they have this big, giant poodle-looking thing. He's about he's about 800 feet tall, and he's just the biggest, goofiest, corniest animal you've ever seen in your life. I do not know how someone can have fear of dogs by looking at this animal. Um, just the nicest, kindest, sweetest. But there are people that would look at that poor little dog. Well, he's not little. He's, he's a monster. And be afraid of this just goofy little love creature. <laughs> just... But something probably happened in her life. My wife, for the longest time, was afraid of German Shepherds. And one day she was telling me a story about when she was a little girl. She was basically just about killed um, by a couple of German Shepherds who were retired police dogs, military police dogs. And if it wasn't for the intervention of either God or an angel or just a passerby or maybe all three wrapped up in one, who knows. But if it wasn't for the intervention of somebody, she probably would have been mauled by those dogs. So she had a natural fear of those dogs, but when it came to the goofball Roxy German Shepherd we had, who was about as um, loving and goofy and happy and kind as as a slug, um, <laughs> she really struggled for a little bit. She was afraid of her, but she, but you got to figure out the source of the problem. That's the first step. You've got to stop long enough to say, okay, why am I afraid of butterflies? Um, why am I afraid of bugs? Why am I afraid of rattlesnakes? Wait, that one makes sense. Why am I afraid of something I shouldn't be? Or why do I not have any fear? Maybe nothing bad has happened in my life to where I have natural fear. Never. Why have I never, I've never fallen off a bicycle? I've never tripped. I've never been hurt. I've never broken a bone. So maybe that's why I don't have natural fear. But, but figure it out. Take time to figure it out. And if you ever watch people on the highway, um, every morning I go to work early in the morning, and it's amazing how people on the interstate doing 850 million miles an hour are three inches from the back bumper of the person in front of them. Probably because they've never, they just have no fear. And probably because they've never been hurt. They've never been in a car accident. I've been in car accidents. They're not fun. Um, but when are we going to get to the point where we realize that there may be a reason why we either don't have fear, we don't have the proper fear, or the other side of it where we're fearing the, 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 the something unnaturally? So when we figure out the source of our problem, the next thing we have to do is face it. Nobody likes to do that. Nobody likes to have to face their fears. Whether, whether you're missing fears or they're overwhelming, You've got to slowly and carefully face them. Slowly and carefully. Very important. If your fear is missing, take time to look at the things that you should have natural fear for and start looking at the ramifications of not having proper respect for it. Look at a chainsaw and figure out what that happened if that thing kicked back and took out your face. Get some natural respect for something that you should have fear for. But at the same time... Um, if, if something's overwhelming, face that too. You, if, you, if, if the, the fear is missing, realize you can be hurt. You can, pain can come. You can die, but you can also hurt other people. If you're tailgating somebody at rush hour on the interstate at 95 miles an hour and you're eight inches from the back bumper of someone in front of you and you can't see beyond them, well, that realize that you could die. But if you're overwhelmed to where you can't even ride in a car, we well, need to face that too. 
carefully, slowly, with help from those that are trained and experienced in helping folks with fear. I'll give an example. Yesterday, we, um, me and some friends, we went out to their house out in the country, and we were going to just go over some simple, basic um, pistol safety things. And we were just going to have some fun out behind their house, and I was going to teach some folks some just some basic um, pistol safety. A um, couple folks had just gotten uh, firearms, and, and they wanted to, to know safety, how to properly use it, how to stand, how to shoot, how to aim, how to carefully handle the firearm. And so we did. We went out, and we had supper with some from some friends, and and uh, it was just a good time. But my, my dear wife, she um, we were having a, a struggle time. You know, if most of us that know us know that we lost our son. Um, he passed away, oh, man, almost a year ago now. Um, 10 months anyway. And, um, and so it's, it's heightened her anxiety. Well, her greatest fear was when Chris started having his struggles was her greatest fear was her being home alone and having a police officer come and knock on the door and tell her that something happened to Chris. That was her greatest fear. And on a Saturday morning on October 30th, that's what happened. Josh was at work. Me and the little one were at, at, at uh, dojo. And a police officer came to our home. And Micah's greatest fear came true. And so that her having to deal with her greatest fear of that police officer coming to the front door when she was home alone and telling her that Bubda had died. That had, had, had overwhelmingly just multiplied her anxiety and her fears. And so as we were about to face going out and, and um, spending some time around firearms, which can be very dangerous if you're not careful, my wife was extremely and overwhelmingly anxious. And what she do, though? She faced it. We prayed. We talked it through. I showed her. Um, I went through all my safety things, the guidelines I was going to set up for for us as we were we were going to go out and do some target practice. I explained to her all the little safety protocols that I was having in place. No one's going to stand there. All the firearms are going to be unloaded except the one person shooting. I mean, it was just very meticulous in in the safety precautions that we were going to practice that day. And we went out, and we had a nice dinner with the, the different folks of our church, and we, and we spent some time just talking. And we went out, and we had a great time. She even shot a few times and really <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it and did a great job, just did a great job. Even the little one was able to... Um, take some time and shoot some firearms. She she had a blast. We all did. It turned out to be a really, really good, good time. But she faced her fears carefully, slowly, with wisdom, not foolishly or foolheartedly, but we are careful and slow and wise and prayerful. But she faced her fears, and we had a great time. And now that anxiety level got taken back down just one little notch. 
So what would we happen when we have the unnatural missing fear or the unnatural um, overwhelming fear? Well, figure out what the source is. Number two, face it wisely, slowly, carefully. And number three, breathe. Trust God. Be careful. Be appropriate. Be wise. Take small steps to, to get back control in your life. Get some victory. Get some faith. Rebuild your faith. Sometimes fear can be overwhelming. Sometimes it can be just too much. And sometimes we just do things that are stupid because we, have, we don't have proper fear. Slow down. Figure out why. And face them. I wear a seatbelt in my car, not because I'm overly fearful that I'm going to get in a car accident, but because I'm wise. I have proper, balanced fear. I don't tailgate. I don't speed excessively. I wear my seatbelt. I make sure I have good brakes and tires in my car. Why? Because I want to have the proper fear. It's a great example. But yet I know people that are so fearful of riding in a car when someone else is driving that they have to be in control. And it's time to deal with those things. Otherwise, you just become a mess. And you will not be able to function as God has designed you to function. What are we going to do? Well, figure it out. Figure out the source. Number two, face it. Number three, Breathe and trust God and move forward. You can do it. You don't have to live life without fear like a dum-dum, like a fool of the book of Proverbs. And you don't have to hide in your home afraid that a caterpillar is going to kill you. There's a balance. And the balance is faith. The balance is carefulness. The balance is proper fear and respect the balance is just making sure that you are in control and you allow god to be in control because you don't want to be overwhelmed by fear remember jesus and his disciples why is it you have no fear why is it you're so faithless why are you so fearful dudes i'm the messiah i'm riding in the boat with you <laughs> oh you have little faith Take your time, get some victory in life, learn proper fear, and you're going to be okay. I hope this is a help to you. I really do. I, I just want to help, folks. That's my heart's desire. And it's time we get the proper balance of proper fear of God, of life, of death, of dangerous things. But we also don't allow those things to be overwhelming to where God can't work in our life. We'll never do anything for God. We cannot live a good, balanced, victorious life if either we don't have fear or we allow our fears to be overwhelming. Take your time. Figure out the source. Face it. Breathe. Trust God. Be careful. Be appropriate. And take steps back to be faith-filled and victorious. And I hope, I hope that's a help. If you'd like to reach out to me, it's here to help ministry at Gmail. Here to help ministry at Gmail. Or you can send us a message on, on our Facebook page, Here to Help. And we'd love to hear from you. 
hear your comments, questions, concerns, argue with me. I don't care. I'd love to hear from you. Um, love to have a chat. If you need us to reach out to you by cell phone or, or phone calls or, or, or emails, just let us know. Reach out to us. We'd love to talk. We'd love to chat. And we'd love to be helped to you. My wife and I are both available to anybody that needs us. And um, we're just, we just want to help you. And uh, I hope this helped to you. Face your fears. Figure out the problem. Face them. Breathe. Trust God. And move forward in your life carefully, slowly, with counsel, with wisdom, maybe even with some medical intervention if, if, you, if you really need it. Um, but, but let's let God win. Let's let God give us victory. Let's be wise. Um, and, and let's do right. And uh, boy, God can, can have so much for you. If you just trust him, move forward and be victorious. I love you. Praying for you. And I hope this will help to you. Reach out if you need to. Love to hear from you. Let's have a great week. Bye-bye.